I was about 15 when I found myself on the back of a snowmobile in the middle of a blizzard. We had rented snowmobiles and were on our way to return them, and we had to cross a lake. As we were crossing the lake, we found ourselves in a whiteout, the kind of blizzard that blinds the sight in all directions. The sky above, the ice below, and all around us was dead white. In the winter months in Minnesota, they plant telephone poles in the lakes. Like tall trees, they rise up out of the ice to make a path to show the way safely across the lake when you can see them. But on this cold afternoon, we could not even find one of the telephone poles and we could not make our way across. For nearly an hour, we tried but couldn't find our way, and we were lost as the temperature dropped and darkness grew. I couldn't help but think of the story by Jack London, and there wouldn't even be a twig to try to build a fire. And then we heard the sound of an engine and saw a light and another snowmobile crossed our path. He had us all turn off the lights on our snowmobiles for just a moment. And then in the dark, we could see something that we hadn't seen before that he pointed us to, and it was a light. In the distance, a light not all that far away, and was the light on a boathouse. And going towards that light, we were able to find the edge of the lake and then be able to follow the shoreline to where we needed to go to safety. One way or another, we have all been lost in a blizzard. It could have been a blizzard of tears that had blinded you in grief and you could not see the way forward. It could have been a blizzard of trouble where confusion just seemed to circle back on itself. And the way out was so elusive. It could have been a blizzard of medical terms that you'd never heard before, whose definitions you weren't sure you wanted to know. The storm that rages through bodies when then the meanings of those words become all too clear. Our world seems lost in a blizzard about ideas of what to do about climate change and whether or not any of it will work or be enough time to work. And we are lost in storms of violence. And we're just trying to get our bearings to catch a glimpse of the light that will lead us to our salvation, the path of peace. It is into such storms that a child is born. As the Gospel writer Luke tells us, before the angel Gabriel goes to visit Mary, the angel goes to the temple in Jerusalem to meet an elderly priest, Zechariah. 
and to tell Zachariah that he and his wife, Elizabeth, are to bear a child, and he will be the prophet of the Most High. He will prepare the way for the Lord. And his name will be John. Well, Zechariah, being of old age, questions Gabriel on how this may happen. And Gabriel has no patience for Zechariah, but immediately strikes him dumb so that he may not speak until the day when the prophecy is fulfilled. Well, we know, of course, that Elizabeth had a child, and when Zechariah named him John, his mouth was opened and God gave him the power to sing. And so we have the song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord God for raising up a Savior. God has remembered the promises of old. The Lord will save us from all our enemies. And we will live without fear. And you, my child John, will be the prophet of the Most High, and you will prepare the way. And the boy grows up, and he moves into the wilderness. He dresses like an Old Testament prophet. We have to wonder what Zechariah thinks. That old prophet, that old priest in the temple the nice conservative priest, the way things are supposed to be done, and then that son John out in the wilderness dressing like an Old Testament prophet, loud sometimes, preaching fire and brimstone, tear down the mountains of injustice, fill up the valleys of inequity. The status quo will not do for the coming of the Lord. John calls the political leaders snakes, he hangs King Herod's laundry out to dry, so much so that it will get him killed. John is loud. He can be frightening and certainly judgmental. And he awakens hope. John tells the people God is coming and John will judge the people. Will judge the inequities of the world, God is coming and will bring peace. John heightens the awareness of the people for the coming of justice. Look for it. Watch for it. John points the way to that light. He creates a space for holy expectation. A kind of bubble in time into which God's mercy can enter and cause light to shine in the darkness and in the valley of the shadow of death and point the way to peace. John leads us towards forgiveness, towards tender mercy, towards compassion and justice and life. So today we praise and we give thanks to God for the people in our lives and the life of our world who point us in the direction of the light. Those who create 
that holy expectation. So we praise the ones who, when our body isn't working right, insists and insists and insists that we go see a doctor, that we find out what is broken, what is wrong, and get it taken care of. John the Baptist could be really annoying. We pray and give thanks to God for those who teach us to pray or how to pray or pray for us. They open up that place in our reality, in our blizzard, for God to enter in. That holy place of expectation that God will come and shine the light that leads to peace. We praise those who are annoying in that they help us see our blind spots, our sin. They who demand that we take responsibility for our actions, for the harm that we do to one another or to our planet. And this creates a holy expectation of forgiveness. John the Baptist are all over Paris these two weeks, and some will cry out fire and brimstone, and some will stir only fear, but others will open up hope, anticipation for a future of healing and peace. On the day that the Paris talks began at noon, 10,000 people joined hands and linked arms in a human chain around the city of Paris. They especially formed that chain around the places of Paris that were struck by violence barely two weeks ago. There were climate activists and they linked arms in a stand of hope over and against fear. They were a human chain of hope, a human chain of light against darkness, of life over and against the shadow of death. And in that human chain, hand to hand, I see wondrous anticipation. I see a holy expectation. I see people pointing towards the light that will lead us and guide us in a path to healing of our brokenness, salvation for our lives, for humanity, for the life of our planet, for peace. Soon we will welcome the light of the world and we will bask in Christ's glow and feel the warmth of the stable and the star. But for now, let us praise God for those who meet us in the darkness, for those who come upon us in the blizzards, 
Let us confess that we are lost and we cannot find our way. For it is sitting in the darkness and watching and waiting that holy expectation is born. And the tender mercy of God rises upon us and meets us and points us toward the light of our salvation. Thanks be to God for all the Baptists in our lives and in the life of the world. Amen.